What is grace? Grace is community. Grace is passion. Grace is for everyone. In just a moment, we're going to hear from Paul Semendinger. Paul has been a longtime member here at Grace, and I'm excited to have him share a message here with you today. Uh, and uh, Paul and I regularly meet uh, before he preaches, and I am particularly attached to this sermon. I, I've really enjoyed going over it and talking over it with Paul, and uh, I know you'll be blessed by it as well. So uh, can we please welcome Paul Semendinger to the pulpit here this morning? When I taught Sunday school here at Grace many years ago, in fact, with Jeff Wiley, ironically, um, we had the senior high kids for a few years, and we developed our own lessons, and one of the lessons that we came up with was a little game called Disciple Uno. Now, I don't quite remember the rules any longer, but each of the disciples, the followers of Christ, were assigned various card numbers in the order in which Jesus chose them. Like John and Andrew, the first two disciples, were represented by the cards numbers one and two. Simon Peter was number three. Judas Iscariot was the draw four card, the worst card you could play against someone. And Jesus was the wild card because he can change everything if we let him. It all made sense at the time. And through that game, we learned the stories of the disciples, and the students never forgot even the least known disciples like Bartholomew and Simon the Zealot. I felt it was important for the students to know the names of the disciples. We tend to know the names of the most important followers of Jesus, the saints, the great church leaders, the world leaders at the time, and the like. And we learn about them, and we study them in church, and in Bible worship, and in other places as well, like St. Paul, and St. Augustine, St. Francis of Assisi, Constantine, Charlemagne, Joan of Arc, Martin Luther, Johann Sebastian Bach, Jonathan Wesley, Mother Teresa, the Reverend Martin Luther King, Billy Graham, and Norman Vincent Peale. There are many others, of course, and one of whom I would like us to learn about today and remember. And some of you may already know his name, but for others, his name and his ministry and his example has been lost to the ages, even though an academy award-winning movie was once made, and not that long ago, primarily about him. Yes, there was a time when Hollywood made movies about good Christians, and it wasn't all that long ago. What's interesting about that movie is that, although many here have probably seen it, and many have not, maybe, if I were to ask Kevin to play the theme song from the movie's opening, you'd know the title, but let's save that for a bit. Instead, let's begin with two quotes from the movie. The first one's rather lengthy, so bear with me. You came to see a race today, to see someone win. It happened to be me. But I want you to do more than just watch a race. I want you to take part in it. I want you to compare faith to running in a race. It's hard. 
It requires concentration of will, energy of soul. You experience elation when the winner breaks the tape, especially if you've got a bet on it. But how long does that last? You go home and maybe your dinner is burnt. Maybe you haven't got a job. So who am I to say believe, have faith in the face of life's realities? I would like to give you something more permanent, but I can only point the way. I have no formula for winning the race. Everyone runs in his or her own way. And where does the power come from? to see a race to its end from within. Jesus said, behold, the kingdom of God is within you. If with all your hearts you truly seek me, you shall ever surely find me. So if you commit yourself to the love of Christ, then that is how you run a straight race. That character in the movie also said, I believe that God made me for a purpose, but he also made me fast. And when I run, I feel his pleasure. Opening theme. The movie I'm referring to, of course, is the classic Chariots of Fire. And I'd like today for our sermon to talk about the protagonist from that movie, the runner, the Olympic champion, Eric Little. For he was more than a runner. He was a servant of Jesus in every way. And while most people know that he won an Olympic race, they don't even know half of his story. A story we can all be inspired from and learn from. But let's start first with that second quote, because in just those few words there, there is a big lesson, one that we can take with us here today with a quote to carry in our pockets. I'll I'll hand these out afterwards. It can inspire us greatly as something we can all do today and every day going forward to honor Christ, to consider the Lord, and to live our best lives. He said, I believe God made me for a purpose. We all have talents and abilities. We have strengths and gifts. God made us all for a purpose. He might not have made all of us or any of us fast or strong or wise, but he made us something. We've all been made in his image. And when he made us, he gave us gifts. Some of the gifts we can see with our eyes, but others like having great patience or great faith or intelligence or wisdom, those gifts are not as readily seen, but still he gave them to us. And some of us still have to find our gifts. We'll find them through self-reflection, by studying God's word or through prayer. God wants us to use our strengths. Sometimes they're individual things that are just for us, like 
the ability to run fast, but other times they're not. We, we need to know that when we use the strengths that God has provided us, we are serving him. And if we listen to our hearts closely enough, and when we do the things like Eric Little did, we feel his pleasure. For God is good and, and God is great. And when we use and hone and work on the gifts and the strengths he gave us in our own ways, the purpose that he gave us, especially when we use our gifts to serve others, we're serving God. Eric Little said, every Christian should live a God-guided life. Look to your gifts and use them to live a life with God and to serve as an inspiration to others as we serve him in his name. As it says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, let us run with perseverance, the race set before us. So who was Eric Little? Eric Little was a Scotsman, only he wasn't. His parents were Scottish, but he was born in China. And he saw himself always, even though he spoke English and ran for Great Britain, as a person from China. Let's unpack that for just a moment. Eric Little was born in 1902, and he came to prominence in the 1924 Olympics. Think of his world 100 years ago, the differences that people saw in others because of the way they looked, their skin tone, or the shapes of their eyes. A Chinese person equal to an Englishman? Many still harbor similar prejudices in many ways in the world today. But Eric Little didn't see us as different. He saw us all as God's children. In fact, he once wrote, I believe it is God's will that the whole world shall be without any barriers of race, color, class, or anything else that breaks the spirit of fellowship. He was a hundred years ahead of his time. And as you know, he was a runner. He was a gifted athlete who qualified for the 1924 Olympics in the 100-meter race, a sprint. Only he didn't run that race in the Olympics because the trials were on a Sunday. And he believed that Sunday was the Lord's Day. And he refused to run. He gave up the opportunity to run in the event where he was great to honor the Lord. And instead, he competed in the 400 meters, a distance race, which no one gave him any chance of winning. Except he ran in God's name, and he won. Eric Little may have been the least likely Olympic gold medalist of all time. He became a hero, and he ran, but he also used his fame to speak of God. And when Eric Little would speak, church halls and other uh, gathering places would fill. People were inspired by his words. They came to hear the champion athletes speak of God and his love for us. They came to hear of Jesus and his love and his blessings. And this, too, was remarkable. A person filling churches and halls? Because when Eric Little lived, especially in Great Britain... It was not a time of strong religious conviction. This was in the immediate aftermath of World War I, a 
conflict that ravaged England and Europe and the young male population of the time. In many ways, and maybe in every way in those years, God seemed to be missing. He seemed not to be there. Yet people came to listen and to hope and to gain faith. And they were inspired by Eric Little's gifts of speech and his ability to run fast. They called him the flying parson. They said that he was God's runner. When we build up and praise and revere the Lord, he sends his blessings to us. When we use the gifts that God gave us, because God brought us all here for a purpose. As it reads in 1 Samuel chapter 2, those who honor me, I will honor. And all assumed after the Olympics that Eric Little would compete in the next Olympics or head to the United States to partake in running competitions. But instead, he returned to China where he served as a missionary. And when World War II came, he was soon interred in a prison, a prison camp. And in that camp, he didn't act like an Olympic champion. Instead, he was the person that did everything for everyone. No job was too small. He cleaned, he baked, he worked. He was there to bring everybody else up. He ministered to the people. The people who lived there all spoke of his faith and his devotion and his love. And in a time ripe for hate, Eric Little prayed for his captors. And he taught the other horse that we love one another. There is a story that they actually, the Japanese who were interring him, offered his release to him. But instead, Eric Little gave that to a pregnant woman even though his own wife and three daughters were not with him. Instead, he remained in the camp to care for the people that he felt God asked him to minister to. And it was in that camp that Eric Little died. Overwork, malnutrition, and a brain tumor that even in those days, had it been detected early enough, may have been operable, all took his life. And the people of the camp mourned because they lost the one person who made it bearable for all of them. We might not all be fast. We're not missionaries in lands thousands of miles from our friends and families. We might not even have the abilities or the strength to care for others the way Eric Little did. But we can all be inspired by his life and his strength. We can all be inspired to run in God's name to pray for others, to care for everyone, and to see us all, each and every one, as God's people. And of course, we don't have to physically run. Whatever we do through God's name is good and great. Eric Little was a champion athlete, but more he was a champion as a follower of Jesus Christ. And that is what should inspire us. He once said, the kingdom is where the king reigns. If he is reigning in my heart, then the kingdom of heaven has come to me. Let us all today and always commit ourselves to the love of Christ and run that, strength, that straight race. Let us all find our talents. Let us all know that God brought us here for a purpose. We can be inspired as we follow that purpose to honor God and Christ, the way Eric Little did all those years ago. 
And let's be sure that at the end of each of our days that we can say, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Amen. For everything happening at Grace, check out our website at gumc.org.